Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Thank you for joining us on our special night. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, I thought it'd be fun. Yeah? To have a little Halloween uh, playlist listening party. I like that idea. To Let's capture To capture the theme of each movie we're going to do for Spookum's edition. So today we're watching The Stuff. One of my favorite songs is The Stuff by the B-52s. Would you like to listen to the B-52s with me? Yeah. Okay, I think it'll be fun. Okay. It'll be spooky spooky fun. Are they spooky fun? You're going to love it. Well, it's just it's just a party. Just relax. Just get into it, you know, get some punch, get some candy. Just have fun with it. Do you get it though? Good stuff. The movie's the stuff. Oh, because it says the stuff. Oh. The stuff. What's all the goopy noises? That's not part of the song. That's You're funning with me, aren't you? That's not in the original recording. Why is it slowing oh, down God. like no? Oh, nope. fuck. Oh. What's uh. happening? What did you do? Oh. oh, God. You can't see this, but there's white goop emanating from my speakers, <laughs> and it's disgusting. I don't know what's going on. Is that a turlet? That sounds like a, t- sounds like a turlet. Oh, my God. It's a Halloween freakout. <laughs> Holy shit. This is a freak out attack. Uh, This is a freak show. (laughs) I just wanted a suitably spooky sound collage for you for our first episode in a while. So cheers to you. Happy Halloween. Let's have a spooky good time and talk about the stuff. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. I love this. The music slapped so hard. When are people going to realize this is the best Halloween podcast music to exist? Great question. Let the spooks wash over you. Shabadoo sha. His costume is fantastic. I want some candy! Suggested for mature audiences.
Halloween is the greatest time of year for candy. You don't say. It just, it makes me so happy. Why do you think that? I need to get some <laughs> pumpkin Reese's peanut butter cups and some spooky sour crawlers. Yeah. And what was the red vine flavor? I saw the other day that sounded really... Was it candy corn, red vines? Yes, it was candy corn flavored red vines, which okay. makes me gay. Okay, okay. Makes me want to fucking puke. That's where I put my foot down. Candy <laughs> corn... That's how they make them. <laughs> candy candy oh. corn <clears throat> is purely for decoration. I'd rather eat the stuff and get addicted to it. Honestly. It's... It just makes me so sad that there's so many different versions of candy corn and and now and now all their candies are adopting the flavor no we have to put a stop to it it has to be done and that's what you come to this podcast for candy controversy hello welcome back to cruel to rewind i forget where we left off oh, na, 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 hey. oh, na, 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 babysitters club thank that's not you how it goes Come on, people, every day. Oh, na, 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 oh. Stop it. This is Cruel to Rewind, the world's <laughs> greatest, most exclusive underground Chicago-based podcast about movies. Although, I want to be transparent with our fan base. At this moment, we are not recording in Chicago. <laughs> I hope you can forgive us. We're in Michigan. We're in Moshagon? Moshagon. Oh. That's why I'm wearing a hat that has Moshagon stuff. Moshagon. We just picked up pizza and drove the car. Yeah. To go get the pizza. For sure. I don't think we get delivery where we are right now. I'm going to guess no. We're on a spooky old farmhouse. It is pretty spooky. I mean, look at this couch. In the Flint area. And what's scarier than the Flint water crisis? <laughs> Not to make jokes and japes, but that's what's up. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jeff, a.k.a. Prince Jeffrey. I'm joined, of course, by Angie, a.k.a. Queen Bees. Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you as well. It's nice to be on the mic again with you. Yes. We take turns showing each other our favorite movies for the first time and possibly the last. And at the end, we decide if these movies are cool or cruel to rewind. What will the verdict be for today's movie? You'll have to keep listening to find out. As soon as, I don't know, honestly, right after Labor Day, we get into the spooky mood. It's, we're, we're starting to watch spooky movies, horror movies, whatever. And we were talking the other day about our journey to spooky movies because... Our horror journey. Our, our journey horror. into horror. I I didn't really watch a whole <laughs> lot of scary movies growing up. So a lot of this is new for me. So I'm like, I'm trying to figure out what my, what my niche is with these movies. Because, I mean, it can go jump scare, gory, funny... Uh, psychological. Yes. There's a lot of angles you can take. And 
I'm trying to figure out what my favorite is. As a couple, we gravitate towards the more psychological horror. We yes. we like uh, Manhunter. Yeah. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Zodiac. Red Dragon. Zodiac. Those kinds of things. I realized the other day I have a very uh, fraught relationship with horror movies because when I was a kid, my dad worked nights and would sleep during the day. My mom was a nurse. She's away working. I would be alone with the TV watching uh, WXON TV 20 in Detroit. Oh, okay. And there was always a spooky like midday horror movie on. Ah. So I was alone. I don't with like this, that. It was edited for TV, but I was still alone mm. with this horror movie. Like At a, seven. Wha- yeah, six or seven. You know, Waxworks, Invaders from Mars. That is so young. Stuff where, you know, kids are alone and nobody believes them or somebody's getting eaten or <laughs> or somebody's getting murdered, you know? That's and scary. so That's scary. That's scary. So I think I have an issue with horror movies that I'm just now coming to grips with. Oh, you should talk about this with your therapist. I should. If I believed in that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, you come on. You know, you know what movies I'm kind of getting into are... Like the 90s teen movies. I think that's fun. Like the jump scare. Like I really want to watch. Um, I know I've seen it before, but it's been a long time. But I know you did last summer and Scream and all of those. But I don't know. It, it sounds fun. But then whenever I try to put something like that on, I, I lose interest really, really fast. So I don't know if that's it. I want it to be it, but I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. But I like those do nothing for me. Yeah, and that, that's part of it. Like, well, we do this together, so that doesn't really. Right. That's not fun. I don't mind gore because I know mm-hmm. it's fake. I stab and stab. I love stabbing. We've also tried to put on some really old stuff, like the original Dracula. Right. And, uh, I, and I really like. I want to like that too, but it, I kind of lose interest. It's just a little bit too old. Like stuff in what, like the forties? Like that's too old. Thirties in 30s? some cases. I can't it, because I can't do that. You put these movies on and you realize it's just an like an open, drafty set. <laughs> there's no quick cuts. There's no close-ups. There's no soundtrack. In many instances, there's no background music. There's no. There's no foley work. It's just a different animal than what we're used to today. So you can kind of lose interest. Yeah. Pretty quick, which I get. We did watch, I did enjoy The Mummy. The Mummy is like a first glimmer of modern horror and modern filmmaking. And I, I did enjoy that. But Dracula, we did turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> All this is to say we're, we're sort of, we're on this horror journey together. Like we watched, we actually went to the theater to see Nope, Jordan Peele's Nope. And it was horrifying. Wow. That was... Truly. Pulse yeah, pounding horror. Yeah, it was It was horrifying. It and has always haunted me. <laughs> it still does. And I didn't... You don't exactly know what you were looking at the whole time, which is a fun thing about good horror movies. Yep. Like you're, That's what makes it fun. Yeah. Makes it spooky scary. But that, that was... I really enjoyed that. And I was thinking the last time I saw like a legit scary movie in the theater i think i think correct me if i'm wrong if we've seen something scary together i just am not thinking of it now but i saw the texas chainsaw massacre the one with jessica Mm beale in high school 
Um, and again, I wasn't, I wasn't into watching scary movies. That was not my thing. I didn't, I, I remember watching The Ring and I think The Blair Witch Project, like, it wasn't my idea. I, I think I watched it with friends in a creepy basement, but Texas Chainsaw. That was so, that was really scary. I was scared. I was like, I don't like this. I don't want to do this. This yeah. isn't fun to me. Yeah. I rented uh, the original in college and had to get the VHS from uh, Video to Go in Frandor. Good old Frandor. Uh, R.I.P.? One of the saddest places on earth. Yeah, R.I.P. It's been gone for a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. And- Well, it's still there, but it's not the same. You know, I was like 19, 20, and I fast forwarded to the end because it was so fucking freaky. Jeff. I'm scared. So what are we rambling on about? We're trying to get more horror movies in our lives as a couple. What's this podcast about? It's about a couple sharing movies. If you don't know that by now, <laughs> just get the fuck out of here. You need to relax. No. Uh, so we, we were looking for obscure horror movies to enjoy together and mm -hmm. some classics. Uh, and today we're watching the stuff. Yeah, I was doing some Googling because hmm. I was like, okay, I got to bring something new to the table. Again, I, I don't have a library of horror movies to choose from, so it needs to be something new. And I was hoping that it was something that was going to be new to you as well. So I was very excited when you hadn't seen this movie. You had mm -hmm. heard of it, but you'd never seen it. I had seen one of the death scenes because I, I, I know this movie is kind of famous for its practical effects i thought it was you know it's not like the thing which we're going to get to later but it's it's kind of a schlocky b-movie practical effects gem so i found this article about i mean you, you google best horror movies and everyone's got their opinion in their list so i found one that was 100 best horror movies of all time from paste magazine mm -hmm. i think they're they're reputable right paste magazine yeah kind of that's great. At least I've heard of it. Um, scrolling through, scrolling through, and I stopped because of the picture. Because me see pictures before words. I, I, I don't see words first. I see pictures. That's the way the brain works. Yeah. Uh, but I stopped on it for a very specific reason. But I'll read you what drew me in first, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, this is what we're gonna do." Okay. I get. I get. Tell me all about it. Okay. 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 It says a cult classic. Cold classic. Yes. Whoa. I love a cult classic. Certainly not an overused term in this day and age. Right. A cult classic for sure. The stuff was one of the best 1980s critiques of consumer culture, all wrapped up in the form of a horror movie. Okay. Proceed. Uh, profiteers Whoa. find a white, gooey substance leaking up out of the earth that proves both delicious and addictive which they discover by simply tasting this stuff seeping up from the ground in what is definitely a doctor-recommended action. <laughs> Soon repackaged as a secret ingredient-laden stuff, quote-unquote, air quotes, <laughs> it sweeps the world. Okay, like, I'm, I'm, I'm in. It's, it's kind of about consumerism, uh, a mysterious substance from the earth, like, taking over. Like, that sounds interesting, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the picture that you see with this article is a mom and dad from the 80s holding up what looks like a pint of ice cream in mm -hmm. bright colors. And they both kind of have like dead eyes, you know? Yeah. Like very commercialized. They, just 
they embody a certain archetype of like 80s yuppie bird yeah. people. That's the best way I can describe yeah, it. Yeah, They're yeah. very thin, thin lips, pointy noses, <laughs> white, of course. Very white. And so one of my favorite podcasts ever right now is called Maintenance Phase, where they mm-hmm. debunk and decode. Great, Great show. Uh weight loss, health fads. I mean, they go into everything, whether it's books or a particular item that's sold or some new diet. It's amazing. It's the best. So they've done episodes on Snackwell cookies and some of those like actual products. I'd rather eat the stuff. Snackwell cookies. And they did Halo Top ice cream. That's kind of a newer one, but it's like some guy made a diet out of ice cream it's just un- unreal what is have out they, there have they stuck it to that bulletproof diet asshole yet i can't remember his name <laughs> they have talked about him uh I did can't they remember. debunk him real good i can't remember it was wrapped into another episode on some other topic but i mean they they go into you know goop with gwyneth um did you know that ed mcmahon and angela lansbury both have diet books well they do and it's amazing. And they do like a book review of it. It's, wow. it's the best. Anyways. So when I saw this, all I could think about was this is like these ridiculous health foods, you know, health fat yeah. foods that just like turn on people and yep. they're evil. Um, so it was kind of like combining this world of like horror and then all these stupid, like low fat, low carb bullshit that's all over everywhere and so i thought oh my gosh this is gonna be great this is perfect this is gonna be amazing so that's why i chose it it's like how uh coca-cola used to have real cocaine and it was like a health tonic and then we found out what cocaine was moon dust snake oil all these things have you heard of moon dust i have they actually they they tasted it they bought some and they tasted it in their show it's, it's the best it's got it's like such a great podcast. adaptogens and real fruit flavors yeah something like that and you're supposed to like it's like a dick cream yeah with ashwagandha there's in sex it to calm dust your dick. there's um calm your dick down i i don't i don't like that talk in this show all i said was calm your dick down <laughs> it's pretty tame <laughs> <laughs> they tasted the dust. Podcasts. They like poured it in because it says you can like mix it anything. So they tried a few. They mix it in like water. Then they mix it in their coffee. It just sounded awful, just so bad. But anyways, um, so that's why I was immediately drawn to the stuff. And and you watch the trailer. It's a good trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tagline for the movie is. A delicious, mysterious goo that oozes from the earth is marketed as the newest dessert sensation. But the tasty treat rots more than teeth when zombie-like snackers who only want to consume more of the strange substance at any cost begin infesting the world. Zombie-like snackers? Yeah, like zombies and, and snacks and oozing and things. It sounds like a very... A very 80s send-up of consumerism, as you said. Like RoboCop, like so much literature at the time, we're roasting consumers, but it didn't work. We're bigger consumers than ever. We're consuming more than ever. So way to go, Larry Cohen. Your movie didn't work. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Director Larry Cohen. And this is from June 14th. 
This debuted on June 14th, 1985. So I imagine Fine year a to lot be of alive. people were watching it at Halloween time, I would think. Until everyone realized that it was June. This movie, yeah. <laughs> what is going on with you two? So what made you, you just said why. I just told you. <laughs> is anybody listening to me? Sometimes you're writing an outline and it just uh, blows up in your face. <laughs> oh, Jesus, this is stupid. Get it right or pay the price. Let's go watch the stuff. Okay. From 1985. Just like Back to the Future. It's probably just as good. When I was a little girl, I didn't think there was anything that I liked better than ice cream. Now I'm a big girl, and I've decided there's something I like better, much better. It's called the stuff. And believe me, enough is never enough. Excuse me, sir. I kind of just threw up in your car. I know. I'm sorry. I mean, That's I right. just ate shaving cream. Everybody has to eat shaving cream once in a while. Where's the stuff? I think they used most of the $1.7 billion, billion dollar budget. <laughs> the $1.7 million budget. This be the saddest billion dollar movie I've ever seen. It's like Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. All right. Where's the stuff? <laughs> Where's the beef lady? I can't believe it's actually her. Wendy's, man. Wendy's was killing the game with the Where's the Beef Lady. Mm -hmm. She killed it so hard. The only way they could beat her was to bring in Dave Thomas himself to tell us how fresh everything was. To tell us how the burgers are made with a quarter pound of fresh beef. Fresh and healthy. Frosh. That's frosh and healthy. Frosh and healthy. That's the way people talk in Michigan. But in Ohio, I believe, where Dave Thomas is from, everything is fresh. Fresh salads. <laughs> fresh and meaty chili. You know. You know, Wendy's Super Bar is great for families because there's something for everyone. Like our fresh salads from our garden spot. Mexican food, including do-it-yourself tacos. And delicious pasta with your choice of sauce. There's even dessert. And you can come back as often as you like. Fresh, 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 fresh. Fred, fresh, square burgers. Are there burgers still square? They're still square. Just That's like good. a cozy squiggle. If you put a Wendy's patty on a cozy squiggle, it opens know, a what? It opens a rift in space and time. Oh, scoozy what Scoozy's niggles. What were those words that you just said? Remember cozy? The chain, the fast casual chain? Their bagels were square. They called them squiggles. Oh, wow. I forgot about cozy. Shit. I used to eat there all the time. It was the hottest thing. And then it disappeared. <laughs> Nobody oh my knows God, where it cozy. Maybe the note monster ate all the squiggles, you know? Isn't cozy, the, <laughs> isn't cozy the name of the Big Daddy restaurant he orders from? That's Cozy's, oh. but yes. <laughs> We're ordering from Cozy's. We'll have fun. And I thought he meant cozy. Yeah. Like where you get the flatbread and the and the mozzarella cheese and the bullshit. <laughs> and you think it's good because you're, you're 21 years old. The tortilla soup and like, oh, it's... Elfnick Ford. Elfnick Ford. Elfnick Ford. Oh, we should watch this movie, huh? We did. <laughs> <laughs> you're stupid, you're jerk, and you're stupid. Where's the stuff? The spring is here now. Great new day sensation. Light and free now. I'll put you 
So fucking catchy. It's so catchy. Did Nile Rodgers write that shit? I mean, it's so catchy. And it, it's just it's just the ultimate earworm. So this movie had a budget of $1.7 million, I believe. That's a low budget. 95% of it was spent on- That's what I'm saying. The branding. Did a million of that go into the branding campaign? The color scheme, the font. It is like- It was so cool. And watching it now, it feels like we're watching something made today that is right. trying to be from the 80s. It's incredible. The like neon sign, yes. the font, the colors. It does sort of turn in on itself because yeah. I almost wish... I, I blah, 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 <laughs> that we watched this at a different film. Wow. I'm rusty. And I've been drinking. <laughs> okay, thanks for paying attention, Job. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just do anything? I do plenty. <laughs> Jesus, God in heaven. Help me get through it. Ever since I've been back in Michigan, I've been praying more <laughs> to our Lord. Jesus. Jesus. I'm coming apart. I'm coming apart. Okay. Oh, mother of God. You need to relax. Apart. This is what's fun about a podcast. <laughs> I almost wished that we watched this on VHS so it was a little shittier, a little grainier. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was so high res and beautiful mm-hmm. when we bought it on iTunes. <sighs> um, we own this movie forever. We own this movie. Like you said, it turns in on itself. It yeah. looks like you forget a spoof of the 80s done today. Yeah. And all I'm thinking about is... Yeah, I I want that on a crew neck sweatshirt immediately. Yes. The branding is amazing. And then the way they do the branding in the movie, it's all over everything. It's 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 made up of these pink and purple stripes and you see the stripes on outside of the limo door and on the private jet and it's just it's it's everywhere. And it's uh it's the best. I absolutely love it. But then I watched the movie. Oh, sad. And it, I've never been, I haven't been this angry at a movie in a while. Really? Mad. Because you know why? Why? As our dear pal, Tom Colicchio from Top Chef would say, it's a missed opportunity. It's a missed opportunity. Yeah. It's the, the description. Just need a little bit of finishing salt. It's fine. It's on the- <laughs> Did you taste this? <laughs> Did you taste the stuff? <laughs> oh, my God. When Tom Colicchio asks a chef if they tasted their food, I just want to crawl into a hole and be like, they didn't taste it. I know. They didn't taste it. I know. My genitals go inside out. <laughs> and I feel for those chefs. Uh, uh, and I think about that when I, when I do like a make em up dinner sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just throw this stuff together. And I won't really taste you it. You see the I'm disgust like, oh, on my face? shit. I didn't taste my food. Just kidding. Uh, anyways, it's a missed opportunity. The description <laughs> for this movie sounds incredible. Yeah, like it does. It sounds incredible. I think it really hits on what's happening today. I mean, the branding is cool. 
it's everyone is just dying to consume the 80s and 90s it's the most 80s movie ever and it's so bad i i find it the thing that made me the most angry is watching a movie in my native language paying attention and just not understanding right. what people are talking about and what's happening i'm like you're speaking english words why can I not follow what's happening? Yes, it's almost like it was so of its time, so of 1985 in a way that we we just don't understand. Like it's like watching Shakespeare. You yeah. need an interpreter. <laughs> it's even, very strange. Even like, with the subtitles on, I was like, "What the fuck?" How easily Mo, the main character played by Michael Moriarty, picks up this beautiful woman. And he's kind of a, he's kind of a doughy schlub, greasy doughy schlub. But see. This movie messes with my head because he looks like he'd be a leading man in the 70s. Like it was okay to be kind of doughy, schlubby, anti-hero. This is 1985. Michael J. Fox was traveling through time at this Uh, time. He's so cute. Right. So it's, it's, (laughs) it makes me wonder if it was made earlier and, and, and was shelved. Now it's got Garrett Morris, which is a wonderful treat. Which one was he? For all. Uh, chocolate chip Charlie, which oh, makes me uncomfortable. I, uh, but it's Garrett Morris. <laughs> Everybody loves Garrett Morris, SNL legend. Oh um, my, he was on SNL. Oh yeah. Oh, um, I didn't know that. What a bummer. The, oh, the world's greatest entertainer, Jamie Fox, used to do Garrett Morris on Living oh, Color. Oh wow! Again, this movie is just the stuff Colin. The missed opportunity. Yeah. So it's meant to be funny. I was reading old reviews. It's meant to be a spoof. Really? And like Garrett it, Morris was one of the heaviest hitters of that era in terms of comedy. I mean. It was not. peaked in the 70s. It but didn't work. It was not. I was. I didn't laugh once. Did you I did, laugh? No. I didn't laugh once. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do, do it once. once. I didn't do it once. But <laughs> I didn't laugh once. It was like RoboCop. Like. I can't help but get that flavor of satire that's devoid of humor. I didn't laugh once. Like, it, like it's accurate. It's clever, I guess, but it didn't make me laugh. Yeah. Not when, that RoboCop's a comedy, but you get what I mean. It's like yeah. you get what they're going for, but the satire is devoid of fun and humor. Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. So when the stuff starts... Mo, the main character, is okay. I don't. I I guess he was in the FBI. He's I I don't know what his fucking I don't know what the fuck his job is, but he's essentially trying to like uncover yes. the 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 stuff and how it's bad and and yes. the company is like trying to push it out when they shouldn't because it's like ruining people. Yeah, it's turning people into zombies, I guess. But I don't kinda. Really, but then it's killing them. But like, yeah. Like, what even is the stuff? <laughs> like, are you a zombie or are you turning into like a mean person? Because the the movie follows a kid and his family. The kid sees the stuff moving. He So he's like, what is this? This is not okay. But his family is devouring the stuff. But they're all like, they're, they're just mean to him. They're so mean to him. They are. The poor um, kid. The brother, the, the mom kid. and dad. Like, they're... It's not a possessed mean. It's just like 
wow, we really hate you as part of this family. So I'm like, okay, that, that's not what zombies are. Now you stay in your room until you finish that. Then you can become a part of the family again. Zombies are like trying to eat people. Like they should be trying to eat him or something. I don't know. Oh. But it, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know what the stuff does to people really. Like, does it no. make them into zombies? Yeah. W well, then let's do that. Do a zombie thing. That's not what happens. Right. Everyone's reaction is different to the stuff. And and the the famous death scene with Garrett Morris, which it, which was the first scene I'd seen of the film. Like that's what I that's what I know of the stuff going into this. I had seen that part on YouTube because the practical effects are pretty amazing. But what's the point? Like he's a zombie I guess he's a zombie. Yeah, he's I, he's walking kinda? in and and just dying in front of Michael Moriarty. I don't understand. I don't understand. And the stuff leaks out of his face. Why don't we just calm down now, sir? I don't But then the stuff leaks out of like So Mo doesn't eat the stuff, but he gets attacked by it because the stuff comes out of his hotel room bed. What? Doesn't make any sense. Oh right. And and um and then the actress. Oh God, we should know her name. And the way they like don't know her name. fight the stuff is by lighting it on fire. They may have mentioned that at some point that y you kill it off with heat or something. But if those words were said in English, it it, it could have happened. I just don't understand it because nothing makes sense in this movie. Andrea Margovici uh, lights Michael Moriarty's face on fire. Yeah. Like it's common knowledge. Like I'm gonna light. Hang on, Mo. I'm gonna light your face on fire. Don't yeah. worry about it. Like, how did she know to do that? What did I yeah. miss? I was paying attention. I was paying attention, like hard. You were. You weren't looking at your phone, and I give you credit. You were paying attention. And I could not make sense of anything. It's the weirdest feeling. <laughs> like and what happened? Paul Sorvino as the racist, uh, super duper racist colonel. Okay. Like that was that was supposed to be played up for laughs. What army was he from? We don't know. Was it the like? Uh, I don't know the if United he was. States? If he was, uh, there wasn't discharged, an and he was in the militia. I don't know. It was like a private army, which that's never. I don't like that. But that was yucky, icky through the the lens of twenty twenty two. Yeah, he wouldn't stop touching. He, yeah. he wouldn't stop. Yeah, he wouldn't stop touching the. What's her name? Say it again. Andrea. Andrea Maragavich. He wouldn't like stop touching her. Like they're having these like serious conversations about, you know, alerting the American people of this yeah. situation. And he had his arm around her shoulders and like, what? And it gets on his little Alex Jones program. And like the American people are just supposed to take his word for it. Like don't eat the stuff. He's I would like, who are you? A colonel of what? Some racist kook. <laughs> A colonel? Of, of what? what? No, Nobody I knows. You. I feel you so hard. Yeah, that that was another big issue. Is I didn't understand who this colonel was or why or where or why people would stop and listen to him on a radio station. My fellow Americans, this is Colonel Malcolm Gromit Spears. I have never misled you and I will never mislead you. Tonight, America is in grave danger. We are under alien attack by a substance which represents itself as a popular dessert known as the stuff. If the stuff is in your house, do not eat it. Repeat, I mark you, do not eat it. 
Um, no, just nothing made sense. Nothing made sense. It was a disorienting movie. It was I the will longest say. hour and twenty seven minutes of my life. Like Michael Moriarty plays an industrial saboteur hired by the ice cream industry <laughs> to dethrone, you know, discredit the stuff. And you don't really understand that from the goings on. I mean, we didn't we didn't catch it. No. I mean, I was probably pretty drunk watching it, but And the other storyline was this young kid who played by Scott Bloom. Scott great, Bloom. Great kid. Yeah. Was he in is he in other things cuz he kind of looked familiar but not really, but he was he was you know a cute little kid kind of like uh Joey Fatone. Joey Fatone yeah. from the NSYNC. <laughs> He's a great kid like Joey Fatone. Yeah. Exactly. Joey from the Play of the Navigator. What's his name? Oh, sure. Joey Kramer. Kramer. I was going to say Campbell and I was like that's We not talked right. to Lisa Downs all about Joey Kramer. I know. Isn't that cool? Check Remember out bonus that? episode five. Just listen to it. Not even close. That storyline is bizarre too because he notices right away that the, there's something wrong with the stuff. It's evil. His family doesn't believe him and they're just like super mean to him. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, his family dies. The whole family. He is an orphan, but he just... Uh, Hangs out with Mo and nothing. Hangs out with Mo and Nicole. Mo and Nicole, and nothing's wrong, and he doesn't seem traumatized at all. Um, it doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. I don't get it. I feel sorry for the kid. Let's say it's 1985. At the time when the stuff was being eaten by everyone, mm-hmm. would you eat the stuff or would you be like the kid? Hmm. I would eat it. I think I would too. I mean, it looks delicious. It, uh, the stuff that you buy at the store looks like, uh, that that looks like fluff. Fluff stuff. Yes. Yeah. What's it called? It's just called fluff. The marshmallow, marshmallow fluff. fluff. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, who doesn't like that? So yeah, I I think I would. I if something's fun and popular, like yeah, I'm gonna try it. Apparently, in the special effects scenes, the stuff was made of a foam made mm. from fish bones, and it oh. stunk. Oh no! Like hell. <gasps> and in between takes, actors would—I don't know if they'd shower, but they would—they would try to scrub the smell off. Oh my god! Yeah, it sounded pretty stinky, pretty gross. It stinks. It looks like um, you know, if you have woolite. Uh, when you spray it onto your carpet, if you're getting out carpet stains and how it kind of foams up really quickly, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of different textures of the stuff throughout the That's movie. That's true. So when they're eating it, it's definitely like it has to be marshmallow fluff when they're like f- scooping it out and eating it because it's it's thicker than whipped cream for sure. But it's you know I think I think what they're eating is a play on marshmallow fluff. Mm-hmm. And then when it's oozing out in, in places, like it's a little bit runnier, like it could be more of a foam, like uh, shaving cream consistency. Mm-hmm. And then when it's on people's faces, it looks like hardened glue. It doesn't make any sense. It's all different textures. I wonder if, if in the making of Ghostbusters 2, they used the same techniques that they learned from the stuff with like a pink filter over the camera to make it appear as ectoplasm. Oh my God! 
smear my drippings with goo. I'm wondering. I think we just got to the bottom of, of some filmmaking magic. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to the <laughs> <laughs> Ask somebody. Yeah. Okay, let me double check my notes, make sure I got out all of my grievances. Did you do it? Going back to that Paste Magazine article, I wanted to finish reading what else was part of it that didn't really make sense to me until after I saw the movie. So I was like, what else did they, why were, you know, why is it on this list? It says the fake commercials are fantastic. I agree. They're, uh, they're the reason to see the film. Yeah, the fake commercials are fantastic. This one has Abe Vigoda and actress Clara Peller, who only one year earlier began the famous Where's the Beef Where's the campaign beef? for Wendy's. Um, so that that's a cross-cultural awareness, they say. The stuff is also a very fun, schlocky horror flick with gross-out special effects, I guess. because I, In a couple of places. Sort of. Because... As you eat more of the stuff, it gradually takes over your body until it explodes out into a self-aware being. No, no, it doesn't. It, it, yes. The, the, oh God, the behavior of the stuff in your body is not well defined. No. It's purpose, what it's doing inside of you. Like, is it, is it taking over like some kind of symbiotic relationship? Are you a zombie? Is it gestating inside you? Is it just making you mean? Is it just making you really mean and pushy? <laughs> it's not well-defined. I know we're, we're dissecting a B-movie here, but it's not well-defined. We did not enjoy this film. This film may actually be more relevant today than it was in the mid-1980s. I agree as with a, that. As awareness of what's actually in fast food becomes more widespread. I do agree with yeah. that. Yeah. It's, yes. Th there's something here. This could have... I want someone... To remake this movie today. So do I. I think it would be amazing. Someone could make it really good. Bring in Machine Gun Kelly to do the <laughs> jingle. Um, uh, right now, sing a machine. Jamie Fox as <laughs> Chocolate Chip Charlie. Can we give him a different name, please? How about just Charlie? Charlie. <laughs> How about that? Oh, it's so icky. What do you think of that? I mean, he was a cookie maker, but you, you, you get it. You get yeah, it, it doesn't it's feel yucky, great. Um, I can't believe, and it, it was hard to do a Google search around this because the name of the movie is The Stuff. Yeah. But I can't believe some sort of Chicago food pop-up hasn't happened around The Stuff, like a soft serve mm -hmm. pop-up somewhere. I mean, Chicago is junk food mecca. Mm -hmm. I can't believe it hasn't happened yet. Go out and do it, Chicago. This Halloween, do it. Come on. There's an ice cream pop. There's a popsicle place. They make popsicles, for God's sakes. It's called... Like... Chocolate Chip Charlie's. <laughs> don't you like popsicles? What? I said, don't you like popsicles? What? I said, don't you like popsicles? Yeah! Everything I read on blogs about this movie kept referring to its scruffy quote-unquote scruffy 80s charm it kind of takes me back to my thought that i sort of wish we watched this on vhs like a shittier format i actually think the movie would have been better on a crappier format it looked too clean we saw all the flaws 
we saw how doughy Michael Moriarty was. Michael Moriarty's a great actor. He's he's renowned New York actor. People love him. People rave about him. But a crappier format would have done this film justice in my mind. That's what I'm saying. And that's a hill I'm going to die on. Listen to what I'm going to tell you now. Pretty cool ice cream. There's a place called Pretty Cool Ice Cream. Yes. How could you not take the stuff branding and put it with Pretty Cool Ice Cream or mm-hmm. something like that and just go to town on that marketing? Yep. For a pop-up. Like combine the stuff marketing with pretty cool ice cream that color and scheme like, can't lose and it's and it's the font mar- marshmallow fluff popsicles i don't know Fonts, something baby something yeah. great font amazing let and tr- they have it in a neon sign and like pink i'm like neon signs are so big right now let me try kind get on it <laughs> what's the stuff in spanish Las cosas. something else uh before we wrap up how much we uh dislike this movie mo talks like he owns a plantation. He's kind of what? He's kind of Joe Carolina. Don, Joe Don Bakery. Kind of. He's a good old boy. He's playing a good old boy. Like, like he wants to go have some what cake in the parlor? What? What cake, cake in the parlor? In the parlor. Yeah, that's how he talks. What's his name? In? I say, I say, Monsieur Candy. In what's it? Oh yeah, Mister Candy. Yeah. Yep. Candy Lane. Yep. Yeah. Like what? It's weird. Do we, do we know what state they're in? Do we know where they are in this movie? I I don't recall. Hmm. Yeah. He gets in with Nicole so fast just by being kind of, by being just like average guy at the bar. Oh, it's banter. so gross. And then. I don't know. I guess he's a handsome guy. He's, no, he's, he's a, not. He's okay. I don't he's know. not at all. Absolutely not. He's not a dream hunk. No. We're used to dream hunks now. The, the the dream hunks we raised today from birth are just so much hunkier <laughs> than what was expected on the screen in the 80s and 70s and, 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 and back. He gets with Nicole. Beyond. They meet at like a commercial shooting or something yeah. for this stuff. So they hook up. And then the next day, maybe, they're like in a hotel room. He's doing work while they're watching TV and she's in bed like filing her nails or something like they've been married for 10 years. Like. No. Is there a big sexy guy in here? It shouldn't uh, be that comfortable. No. The, like, this doesn't make any... Nothing made sense. Nothing made sense. Mo should have walked out. Yeah. The words coming out of people's mouth and the look on their faces or the look on their faces after what has just happened, nothing made sense or came together ever. There were some horrifying moments and it was kind of just like, eh. Yep. It It was weird. So weird. Who wrote this? What? It wasn't bad enough for me to like marvel in the horribleness and it wasn't good enough for me to to earnestly enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I don't think you should watch it. It's a missed opportunity. I mean, you should look up the the commercial on YouTube. That is and watch the, super fun to watch. Watch the practical effects of the Garrett Morris death scene, which is bizarre. I still don't know what was being established there. Yeah, it was different from any other death scene that we. Well, were there? I don't. I just don't understand. He's he. 
it's as if Garrett Morris has infiltrated the the studio or wherever he is. Like yeah. he's trying to get in. But he doesn't do, he just dies. Yeah. In and, a, in a horrific uh, uh uh bombastic way and I don't know what that was achieving. Yeah. What's the stuff's motivation? What does the stuff want? What does the stuff need? What do you think the stuff <laughs> is feeling at this moment? Oh man. It makes me so mad. It's crazy. We were feeling a lot of feelings about it, you know? I was so looking forward to this. Yeah, you picked it. I know. For good reason. And the whole time we're watching Garrett Morris and we're just like... Just doing the thing. <laughs> That's my guy right there. He sang uh, um, uh, Winter Wonderland on SNL beautifully with Dan Aykroyd. You know what I mean? I'm kind of glad I knew I didn't know who he was. Because, like, it makes it worse that they had a good star and it, they just shit the bed. Baseball been better, better good to him. So, <laughs> uh, boomers will know that. Boomers will get that. Oh, all right. Dance for the boomers in the audience. <laughs> wow. Well, this movie sure made us feel weird. <laughs> I'm telling you what. It's Halloween. I'm drinking. Don't worry about it. Anything else you want to touch on? Mm. I know you're full of regret for picking this. I'm full of regret picking this. Yeah. <laughs> but if I find a crew neck sweatshirt with the stuff logo and on Etsy, I'm going to buy it. You're going to be like, enough is never, never enough. enough. Enough is never enough, 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 I'm the shocker. Shock people. <laughs> <laughs> Angie and Jeff, myself. Would this movie be cool or cruel to rewind? Let me rephrase that. Would it you be- said it wrong. Would it be cool or cruel to rewind the stuff? On three. One, One two, two, three. Cruel. cruel. hate this movie. I don't ever want to watch it again. You know what? The whole thing stinks. <laughs> this whole thing stinks. I'm telling you. Ugh, I'm so bummed. What are we watching next time? Jesus. We are watching. <sighs> we watch the stuff. What would the stuff be without the thing? Oh, you know the what thing. I mean? Oh. Um, <laughs> John Carpenter's 1982 classic. Oh, John Carpenter. Halloween. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The thing. Or if you're from Chicago, that thing. <laughs> yeah. You get to see... Uh, from Michigan, the, the thong. No, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> In Michigan, it's the thing. They don't thing. say like that. Thing. Yeah, thing. Ow. <laughs> if you're not for abortion, you're not for Jesus. Yeah, we, we Wait, heard that what? picking up pizza today. What? 
Well, we we overheard a very intense abortion conversation in sort of a towny pizza joint <laughs> in um you know the Flint area, and it did not go the direction I thought it would. That's it was true. very yeah. progressive that's, and thoughtful. It's promising. And both of these women had perms, but their thoughts on abortion were very progressive. It and women's it, rights and the health of the child and the health of the woman. Yeah, it, that conversation that. Yeah, that conversation took a turn, and, uh, and I looked I'm at them here and, for it. I looked at them, and I made the sign on the cross, and I said, a pox on both of you. <laughs> I cast you out, foul spirit. And then I said, I'm going to pray f- to to end abortion. Yeah. Like the sign that I that we passed at, at someone's house on yep. the way to get this pizza. You know what, what other sign we pass on a daily basis? Trump won. Trump won. I know it. You know it. The American <laughs> people know it. Trump won. So we're doing the thing next time. I'm excited. You've been wanting to show this movie to me for like a decade. I thought the stuff was going to be a, a practical effects smorgasbord the way the thing is. Uh-huh. It was not. It was it was like the, the Garrett Morris death scene and a bunch of squishy mush, you know. So <laughs> um, you're going to love. I Well, we'll see. I hope oh, you love God. the God. I mean, we're, we're starting from rock bottom. So yeah. it's got to get better from here. Um, hashtag Kurt Russell beard goals. Am I right, fellas? You know, you, you buy the kits online to make your beard thicker and it doesn't work. Uh, you'll never look like Kurt Russell. So that's a shame, you know. Who else is in the thing that I um, would know? Oh, Anyone? shit. My guy, uh, uh, Keith David is in it. Um, Keith David, the dad in Nope, who dies right away. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert. Okay. I love Keith David. Oh, is, do you, is that why... Was there like a reason why that was the dad? Like, oh, let's bring in like an it, horror. It might be classic guy. It might be because uh, that Keith David is also in They Live, which is inspired by the stuff. Oh, like a send up of commercialism. Oh wow, weird connection. Also starring, we should do They Live uh, with Rowdy Roddy Piper and Keith David. They kick each other's ass. They chew bubble gum. They wear sunglasses. You're gonna love it. You're gonna like the way you look. <laughs> I guarantee it. All right. Um, Thank you so much for listening. You know what? I just have to say this. We've been basically dormant since May. And you folks keep showing up. You keep discovering the show. You keep listening. And I'm flabbergasted. I'm humbled. Um, Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We put a lot of, we believe it or not, (laughs) we put a lot of effort into the show. So thank you. This took a lot, yeah. This took a lot of planning and time, and um, it's it it takes longer than you think to put this together. Um, it's been months. It, it doesn't take that long, but you know, life gets in the way. You know, yeah, certain life things get in the way, but we're back, so don't worry about it. And this what is- better time to come back <laughs> than spooky season? Yes. Am I right? Spookums edition. Is it's our little sweet little baby? We just you know what it. I was thinking. What if we had a kid? You'd name it Spookums. Well, yeah, of course, Spookums Jones. <laughs> Spookums Beasley Jones. Spookums oh yeah, Jones yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, uh, the sp- kid can pick its last name. Um, thank you so much for listening. If if yes. you'd like to get in touch, well, actually, this is going to be a big month for us. We're launching. <laughs> you look like your mom when you did that. <laughs> so I scream. 
We're launching our pop culture podcast, Meatball Salad. I'm a Metro Detroit boy. I grew up with Drew and Mike. I wanted a forum to talk about anything and everything. Meatball Salad is that thing. I hope you like it. We're launching it. And we got Spookum's edition with Cruelty Rewind. It's a big month. It's a big effing month for us. We're back, baby. We're back, baby, for at least a couple months <laughs> until we disappear again. Yeah. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email at cruel2, the number two, rewind at gmail.com. You can still leave us a message at 929-456-0304. Our answering machine is dusty. Please leave us a message so we uh, know that it still works. Please. But please. You can't let C2R Superfan Will have all the fun Mm-mm. or Spicy Pete. It's not his private line. It's not Will's private line. God. Like, you can't let him think he owns the place. You can call if you want. <laughs> Please rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It helps. It proves we exist. Um, but if you don't want to, that's fine, too. Comment below if you like and subscribe to our LinkedIn and our OnlyFans, where we are nude on... From the neck... Up. Nude from the neck up <laughs> on next door. <laughs> we'll see you there. <laughs> Comment on nextdoor.com. Comment on nextdoor.com. <laughs> and be real while you're at it. Okay? <laughs> All right. And follow us everywhere at, at Cruel2Rewind on all the social platforms. Instagram, Twitter. You could go on Facebook if you want. Ugh. <laughs> Like, I really regret getting back on there. It's the worst. It's a nuclear, nuclear. It's a nuclear wasteland. I'm just going to say it like the Michigan (laughs) man I am. Nuclear wasteland. Nuclear. Yep. It's the worst. Just find, just just listen to the show. Jesus Christ. That's all we need to do. All right. This has been a blast. Don't forget to take your vitamins, make a new friend, and work out twice a day. And remember that Sean Khan was star. Stay cruel out there. And happy rewinding. Enough is never enough. Enough is never enough of the stuff. It's fun.